The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by our sponsors, including Gate Global Impact, Seed Equity Ventures, and Patch of Land. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and our guest today is our wonderful uh, sponsor, Adapia Derrico from Patch of Land. Adapia, welcome back to the show. Hi, Devin. Thanks for having me again. We're thrilled to have you back and excited to have a discussion today about, you know, really your expertise. You're the chief marketing officer for Patch of Land. You're doing a great job and really, truly an expert in this space. But I thought it was interesting that you've developed um, some fairly cogent thoughts about uh, mindful marketing. Mm -hmm. And so you you provided me with three tips in advance of this discussion, and I'm excited to sort of walk through those with you. Um, The the first tip you offered was to live and act with intent and to apply that to marketing. Mm -hmm. Walk us through how and why that matters. I think it matters a lot in today's world of uh, fragmented attention. Um, You know, I do it all the time too, and I have to catch myself with a huge amount of awareness if I'm speaking to someone to not have my phone with me or a different screen on, or I don't own a television, so I don't have that problem, but basically just giving somebody my full attention. And I think this is a a rampant problem in the world today. Um, The internet, the web, mobile has brought us together, but it's also um, taken our attention away from each other. And because so many of us live and operate online, and as marketers especially, Um, The idea of intent really is that when you're doing something, do it with intent. And this on social media is especially important uh, because there are many programs, software, um, businesses that tell you just automate, just automate. I'll get you 10,000 followers for $5, automate everything. And you know what? You can tell when something's automated. It's not authentic. Um, there's not, there's no sense of community, which really is what social media was supposed to be about. So the idea really is spend actual five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30, you know, put a timer on so that you don't go down the the rabbit hole. Um, but engage, actually engage, think about what you're writing and, um, actually go read what people are, are saying and posting. And that's, that's really where that mindfulness, um, approach to marketing comes in. I, I think it's really an important insight because we spend so much time in our lives disconnected, multitasking, ignoring. Uh, it, it is, uh, I think, an important notion, and, and especially with respect to social media. I think anyone who's doing this professionally has uh, shortcuts and automation tweaks that help them do this more effectively. And I think what you're cautioning is uh, – more efficient isn't necessarily more effective. Uh, exactly. Great. Yeah, exactly. Now, you also suggest to put yourself not only into your customer's shoes, but into their online persona. What do you mean by that? I mean that I think all of us, when we're online, uh, we're a little bit different than we are in real life. And um, ultimately, I think in marketing, it's really important to know your customers. Number one, I mean, you're not just yelling at them or selling them something that's that's not what it's about uh 
it's so much more important today than ever before to earn their trust. And you really need to understand them and you need to understand how they operate online. Um, you know, there was a second life was a big site for a long time and there, there are multiple, I mean, there's huge gaming communities on as well, um, where people literally assume another personality. And I'm not talking about something that extreme, but I know when I'm writing uh, online, if I'm writing a blog post, I'm in a, in a certain mindset. I'm speaking in a certain way. If I'm on Twitter, because of the mechanics of Twitter, the kind of audience that is on Twitter and how it works, I'm different. Um, on Facebook, there's more of a personal community on Facebook, so I might be a little more open, a little more relaxed. On LinkedIn, I'm not telling jokes. I mean, you have to really understand... Um, the channel, how it's used and how people act on the channel. There are unspoken rules of conduct and um, unspoken rules of behavior on different platforms online. And so that's what I mean. We're multiple personalities in our own being. Um, and then that just gets amplified and fragmented even more um, on different channels online. Uh, it, it, it is important. As you think about your persona online, do you try to be, um, say, the the a good version of yourself, or do you try to be someone else? I want to drill down on that question just a little bit. Sure. I mean, for me personally, um, I'm trying to be a better version of myself. Um, and there are people, I mean, if you're reading, um, a heated topic and you're looking at people commenting and, you know, the so-called like trolls and trolling and the negativity, um, I've read some case studies where people were, I mean, the harassment and the bullying, those people in real life probably aren't like that. There's a certain maybe like projection or venting. There's there's something you hide behind when you also are using um, uh, like an avatar, like a name or an avatar. You don't have to have to be the good person that that you might be in real life. And I think to to, to a large degree that that's true. Um, for me, I just that that's just not how I personally operate. Um, and, uh, but, but I feel like it's, it's something very, very big out there. And so it's also, you know, cautionary, like if somebody is being really negative or, or mean on online, like there's, there's ways of diffusing that without getting caught up in it. But so much, I see people get caught up in it. And even the author of a blog post, let's say, or, um, a brand will get caught up in it and, and you, sh and you shouldn't. And a lot of times just like in normal human relationships, it's, it's probably just their issues um, that are coming out that way. Yeah. For marketers, it seems to me that although you want to be uh, the, the best version of yourself, some of the keys to being really that, that, that best version of yourself would be to use your real name uh, an image that actually represents you. Uh, uh, if you use an avatar, it should be something that fairly and authentically, uh, otherwise uh, th this whole notion of mindfulness would sort yeah. of uh, seem to go out the window if we're not really presenting ourselves to, mm -hmm. the, to the group, don't you think? 
Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I mean, especially like if you're representing a brand or you're representing yourself online, uh, un unless your intent is to be someone else, then it, it should absolutely, absolutely be a true, uh, authentic representation of who you are. Um, absolutely. Now your, your last tip of the three was to create value for your audience. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you create value for your audience, especially when we're talking about social media? Uh -huh. uh, I think the value creation really comes from everything we've talked about being really, truly engaged, actually caring. Um, it's, I remember one of the very first books I read that helped me become a better person was how to win friends and influence people by, by Dale Carnegie. And the, one of the big rules is listen more. And just by listening and really listening, not just hearing, um, so, you know, put the phone down again, like giving full attention, really listening will help you understand that person better. And in the understanding of a person, um, especially as marketers, you can understand their needs, their wants, you know, what their life is like. And, and then you can provide value in the form of a product, if that's what you have or a service. And a lot of times, most times you don't even want to talk about what you do. You want to talk about other things that are helpful to them and you want them to associate you with someone who cares, somebody who's focused on them, somebody who wants to engage with them and somebody who actually authentically cares about helping them. Um, so to me, marketing today, aside from the technical side of marketing is customer service and really, really hardcore caring of, of that person. Um, there's the, a lot of talk, I think, the customer segmentation of one. Every single person is unique. So how can you offer them the, the greatest value and benefits? Um, and I think the first thing in that is your time and attention. I think it's a, really a great insight to be talking about how you – give people time and attention. And one of the things I've tried with some success is asking thought questions hmm. of an audience, but uh, I have had it go wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I once asked a thought question that made people mad. And it was, it was interesting. The people who knew me best mm -hmm. uh, and, and cared about me, uh, were, were very kind and they, they, they responded in a, in a contrary way to one that I had expected, but kindly. Right. <laughs> as you know, as social media works, you know, right. That you're a, a topic that generates uh, more attention, starts gathering more attention. And so as I started reaching beyond my core group to an outer group, they still disagreed with me, but they were <laughs> now hostile. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were hostile because they didn't have a relationship with you and no. they didn't already know you. Um, and I think that's like that, that if there's concentric circles of influence and they were so many degrees removed from you that they thought that they could behave in a certain way because they don't actually know you. Whereas if they did like your inner circles, um, they reacted in, in a more positive way. I think that's a great example of, of, of what can, of what can happen and having compassion for them and understanding for them, even though they had none for you. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's interesting that um, you, you highlight this issue because it, 
people, when you talk about creating value for your audience, that what I think people really want, uh, not exclusively, you've got to, you've got a dish sometimes, but, but they want to be heard. Right. And you talked about that earlier and that you need to maybe put a timer on it to limit it, but you've got to go actually read what people are writing. You've got to be part of the community, right? It's a, it's a two way street. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a street. Now, how does that work for a brand? It's, you know, I think about this uh, in trying to promote my work. Mm-hmm. My work revolves around me. I, I have uh, a small, small team. It's pretty much me. And I have some, you know, contract resources, especially Appy in Bangladesh, who helps me. But but if, if I am uh, marketing for a brand like uh, Patch of Land or if I'm marketing a brand like General Electric, how do I apply these principles? I, I mean, a patch of land and a General Electric are so different in and of themselves. Um, patch of land is still small. It's uh, represented by a few people, including myself. And I think if you're thinking on the social media side, um, the the person or the people running the social media channels should be, that's their whole job. Like they, that's what they do, and they have to be really in tune with the company, the culture, and what it stands for. And that comes out in the way that they interact with the audience that they're out to build. Um, so all the things that we talked about, about mindfulness and intent and authenticity and listening and adding value. Um, and with a smaller brand, it's a little easier because it is smaller. Um, I sometimes take it have issues with big brands that try to do social media and try to be your friend. I don't think you should try to do that as a large brand. I mean, General Electric just ran an amazing campaign um, that landed them in Fastco. I think it was Fastco for one of the the most innovative marketing um, campaigns of the year where they were really um, kind of making fun of themselves with these videos about being an innovations company. And they're really good videos if you haven't seen them and it completely changes the way you think about them as a company. Um, So I would like to see their social media have that kind of um, a tongue in cheek. Uh, I would like to see their social media managers really playing that up and and living uh, that that brand presence that they've started to build with the videos. So not, not being dry, not trying to be, you know, a friend, but, you know, being continuing the journey that the, um, that the customers are on having come from the videos, especially. So it's, it's like a tone and a personality. It's personality. Yeah. Well, that's a, a, an interesting, interesting approach that, our time is wrapping up here, Adapia. But before you go, will you just tell people how they can connect with you to learn more about Patch of Land? Sure. So Patch of Land, uh, as it's spelled, uh, you know, P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com. Um, my name, A-D-A-P-I-A. You can plug that one into Google and, and, and I'll come up on all the social media channels. Um, I'm pretty easy to find. So come find me. And yeah, come, come and visit the site and um, our blog, our resource center. That's really where we try to add value with um, educating people around what we do and uh, the opportunities inherent in, in crowdfunding. 
Fantastic. Well, Adapia, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. We wish you every success in the great work you're doing. Thanks, Devin. All righty. Let's do some good. At the intersection of financial services and social media, Gate Global Impact, GGI, uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Seed Equity Ventures is a registered broker-dealer with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and a member of both FINRA and SIPC providing investment banking services to startups globally. Seed Equity's mission is to find the best and brightest entrepreneurs and connect them with global investors. Patch of Land is the leader in real estate crowdfunding with a mission to provide real estate entrepreneurs with easy access to capital from thousands of investors who want to invest in the revitalization of American neighborhoods. Patch of Land is building wealth and growing communities. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devonthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.